0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Michigan at the 41. What a hit! Balls free! On the ground! South Carolina deserves to have it, and they do! Hello and welcome back to the Believe Podcast Network Network. Here on Believe in South Carolina, I'm Nick Kloss. Joining me as always is Braden Malloy, and we are here to talk about South Carolina's game against Texas A&M, which is just another disappointing day for Gamecock fans, losing 44-14, to not getting any points until the fourth quarter, and basically getting stomped on by the 17th-ranked Aggies. They were at home, so it was going to be an uphill battle regardless, but definitely not what we wanted to see, especially from Zeb Noland, who we talked about last podcast that we were putting our faith into him, thought he was going to get things done, get the offense going, but went seven for 12, 30 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, but a QBR of 15.9. So just... There's a lot to go into here, not a lot of positive things, but only 71 yards rushing, 114 total receiving. So, Brayden, what did you uh you were able to watch um the whole game? I was doing play-by-play during this, so I had to go through and watch a recap, but Brayden, what did what are your thoughts?
0: It was bad. Um that's about it. It was On par with the Tennessee game, Uh, they didn't put up 28 in the first quarter, but they put up 31 in the first half and then added 10 more and a 41 to nothing lead in the middle of the third quarter. Um, It started off just rough. I mean, Elias Smith had a 95-yard punt return for a touchdown on the Gamecocks, like second or third punt of the game. Um, So that's great, the unit. Our special teams unit that we've talked about has kind of been the best unit this year. Let that one slip up, um, which is big because the game was still tied zero zero, and we had made a, a stop or two. So it looked like okay, maybe we could stay in this game. And then you let them get momentum on a, a punt, and they kind of took off from there. Jalen Wademeyer couldn't cover that dude. He scored two touchdowns in the first half. Um. I mean, our points came in garbage time, so can't really say anything about that. Yeah,
1: they don't really count.
0: Jason Brown, I mean, Deb, you mentioned he came with seven for 12 for 30 yards, and the dude played probably 45 of the 60 minutes in the game, if not more. So I don't know how you amass 30 yards and only seven completions in 45 minutes of a football game. Um, Jason Brown came in. He led his, his two drives. He led two touchdown drives. Um, again, I don't know what really you can take away from that with it being garbage time and Texas Am bringing in the high school players from the stands to finish the game out. Um, uh, overall it was just awful. Our defense couldn't stop anybody. Our offense had turnovers and couldn't move the ball whatsoever. Um, I mean, we had 71 rushing yards. So we couldn't even hit 100. We averaged 2.3 yards a rush. So that can't – that won't – that might not even give you a first down if you do that four times in a row. Um, I mean, we only had three penalties. If you want to take away a, a positive from that, we're not getting penalties thrown on us. But yeah, other yeah. than that, it was not good.
1: I mean, overall, it was just bad. You could tell that just from the score. But, I mean – As far as predictions go, I mean, we were, uh, a lot closer this time, actually, uh, sadly picking against South Carolina for the first time this season, my score prediction was 38 to 14 Braden's was 45 to 21 Texas A&M win. And, uh. We were both pretty close. They won 44-14, to 14, so Braden was one point off on how much Texas A&M would score, and I was right on with how much South Carolina would score. But we also talked about how lethal Texas AM's and run game could be, and they put up 290 yards uh, on yeah, the ground.
0: I- Isaiah Spiller and David A. Chain kind of took the game over.
1: A. Chain had 154 yards with a touchdown spiller had 102 with a touchdown i mean two running backs having 100 yard games is crazy we did say they were crazy talented in general but i mean how does our defense allow them to just stomp all over them especially a, a defense that we thought was one of the better ones in the in college football but uh obviously we cannot even come close to claiming that anymore
0: i told you each week that defense just
2: seems to go get worse and, worse and worse and i don't know what it is why it's happening but
0: it just seems like they're deteriorating as the season goes on
1: yeah so south carolina now at four and four looking to get to six and six for a bowl game but no no it's looking it's not looking great right now uh not too much to say about a Texas A&M game. I mean, Zeb Noland. I'm kind of back on the Zeb Noland better not touch the football field again train. Um, he has a well, minor minor injuries, having meniscus surgery, so we won't yeah, see him for be- a little bit. But he'll. Beamer said
2: he. Beamer said he'd be back in time to be back up for Florida game. So that yeah shouldn't do anything. But yes, I think it's it's now time for Jason Brown or got the year to get the snaps hell even connor jordan um we got to start planning for the future we can't keep just throwing zeb in there
1: yeah i mean zeb was zeb's a short-term solution i mean he's a grad assistant using his last year of eligibility he's gonna be gone like after this season this is literally the last time he will play football then he'll probably come an actual assistant um but right now like we have to start getting in gothier brown start building them up getting them reps getting them confidence so next year we have a quarterback who's ready to play um i mean obviously not counting out Doty, but he he showed that he he by no means should be the front runner in the next uh the next qb battle it's going to be whoever's the best at the time Oh, yeah, I
2: think I think that position is definitely up for grabs. Um, whoever plays the best can take it, I think. I mean, coming into the year, Doty had it locked down, but his injury kind of forced that. And I don't want to blame his play. Like, I know he's still working with the foot, and I know it's still hurting him a little bit, but even then – his performance this year has not been enough to say, Oh yeah, that's our starter going forward. Um, we gotta, we just gotta find somebody, somebody got to step up and take over that position. Um, they got to put their foot down and said, Hey, this is my team. Now I'm going to lead it and you're going to have to fight behind me for who's my backup. And at the moment, I don't know if we have a guy like that. Like nobody has seemed to do it. Like I said, Jason Brown, I, I misspoke. He did have four drives. He threw two interceptions on two of them, um, but he also did lead us to get points. Um, I don't know. We haven't seen Gothy or Jordan, so it'll be a, a interesting final four game. Or what do we got? Final, four. final, final four, four, games. four games. Plus maybe a bowl game if we pull it out and off season.
1: Yeah, I mean look, I'm looking at. South Carolina schedule right now we got Florida November 6th after this much needed bye week um I really think this will will be good for the Gamecocks because I mean after that obviously you gotta go back to the drawing board and Beamer said that in a press conference he said we're looking at everything coaches players like they're trying to go over everything to see what they need to do to start winning football games and uh Trending in the right direction to the team that they want to be but they got Florida November 6th 6th. Missouri uh, at Mizzou November 13th then Auburn at home and then Clemson at home weirdly enough I look at these games I actually do think six and six is a possibility oh yeah Missouri uh... could be a win and the way Clemson's playing that could be a win too because it's rivalry game you know it's gonna be a big deal and this is probably the first year in a long time the Gamecocks have a chance to upset the Tigers.
2: Oh, Clemson looks awful. They lost, I mean, I watched the Clemson-Pitt game, too. That was just unsightly. That was almost as bad as the USC. I mean, I think it was on par the way these two teams are playing, Clemson and Carolina. They're pretty much on par, both not good at all.
1: Yeah, which is a... Good thing for us because um you know, like I said, I mean Clemson skyrocketed up to being uh one of the top teams in college football. But also, I mean you have Deshaun Watson and then Trevor Lawrence. Like, how are you how are you not gonna be the best team in college football? And then all of a sudden, you know, he doesn't have he doesn't have them anymore. And it's uh that, that it's boy a fire. DJ Ukulele. Yeah, he got benched. He
2: did. He did. He got um, benched. Yeah. Well. you When you, yeah. you oh. consider when you score under twenty points in six straight games, something's got to change there too.
1: Do you know who came in for them?
2: Yeah, it's some Pop,
1: Potemeyer. Hmm. Um, I, had, I had no idea who their backup was.
2: It's another guy with a 18-syllable last name.
1: Hold on. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Uncle Lele and uh Spencer Rattler were the two top players for the Heisman odds at the beginning of the year, and they are both benched. Yep. Rattler is pretty much guaranteed to go and transfer, come to South Carolina. Um I actually don't know if I want Spencer Rattler. <laughs> um, I would take him. Please. I would take him. Well, that's why I said it. I would take him too over what we got, but oh please send him here. Struggling Sorry. a lot. Um, but yeah, now Spencer Spencer Rattler is pretty much guaranteed transfer when at the beginning of the year he was projected to be a top 10 draft pick. Um so it just shows you how times have changed. Tyson honestly who Tyson Pumacon. Oh. Why do they have such weird names? I don't Um, know.
2: um, I mean, yeah, we're going to talk about that, if if Spencer Rattler gets in the transfer portal, one, I don't know why he would really come here. Um, Oh, it's completely unrealistic. Like, I get that's a rumor. I don't know why Carolina popped up to do it. I mean, I guess – it's an SEC school, and there it's well, one of Be- the
1: – Beamer also is the assistant coach Yeah, I guess so if, Oklahoma the is, where Rattler was. Which Right, you got the Beamer tie.
2: It's one of the few SEC schools at the moment that's looking for a quarterback. I mean, a lot of teams, you look at um, AM has Calzada and King. Tennessee has Hooker. Bama's got Young. Is that actually a rumor?
1: I said that completely just – it has out.
2: it no it has been now that nothing. you say
1: it it does make some sense that we would be kind of in it i
2: uh, I've seen a couple of things that had like a list of now because then, this is all hypothetical that he enters the transfer portal he Which might I, not I, he I might stay he there and fight battle it out that's not the type of guy I think he is though he
1: already took University of Oklahoma quarterback out of his Instagram
2: yeah but he put it back. No, oh, he did
1: uh-huh. Well, he did. He put it. He put it back because he got.
2: But I'm like, saying, so. <laughs> yeah. I say like, he doesn't strike me as the guy that wants a quarterback competition. So I could see it happening, but it's all predicated on that. But it's also, I mean, I've seen a couple like short list schools that he might transfer to. Um, but like I said, everybody else in the SEC pretty much has their quarterback. He's got the Beamer ties. Uh, it is an SEC school, so it's still a big time program. It's a school that needs a quarterback.
1: It's a school that would worship him. And I think he has a need. Oh, without there.
2: a doubt. Um, they'd probably it's, worship they'd worship him more than Helensky was ever worshipped here.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, a guy of Spencer Rattler's caliber coming to South Carolina to kind of rescue the program and help Beamer get things started. Would he would be he would be God. It would like, be the
2: best quarterback Carolina has ever had.
1: Yeah. Pretty much like just, I mean, just, Connor, like you look at Connor Shaw just inducted in the Hall of, uh, Hall of Fame, it's like, and, like he had an amazing career here. But I mean, it wasn't because of Connor Shaw's individual talent. No, yeah, the he will be
2: probably next to Clowney, Rattler would be the uh, most talented football player to play for the Gamecocks.
1: Yeah, I mean, like we like we both said, just clarifying this, this is. If he even is considering South Carolina, if he transfers, this is all hypothetical. I mean, we are probably so low on that list because I mean, look at like Jalen hurts when he transferred, he went to another contender. He would probably hop to another contender though. The, the, thing they, is, the thing is, Spencer Rattler got benched because he's like not playing well at all. And they have a much better option than Caleb Williams. Hertz got benched, but like was still proving he was damn good.
2: Yeah. And you gotta look. Hertz went to Oklahoma because Baker had just left. Oklahoma was looking for a quarterback as a Kyler tell. had just left. My bad. Kyler had just left and uh, Boomer Sooner was looking for a quarterback to continue on. There is no contender at the moment looking for a quarterback. Georgia has their two. Bama has theirs. Ohio State has C.J. Stroud. Um, Cincinnati's got Desmond Ritter, but I don't I'm whatever. Um, I mean,
1: Bama's got young. Bama's got young. Michigan.
2: I guess he could go up to Michigan or they're, Penn the, num- State, they're but...
1: the number sixteen.
2: Yes, yeah, so, I mean he could the, go to Michigan. I, Michigan's
1: Penn. quarterback play is but not then there. Again, you're getting, not their highlight
2: uh, in the Big Ten. I know this year they're they're actually ranked teams, but if you look at, I don't know. But, like I said, I, who, who knows? Um, yes, it would be our dream for him to come here. Because um, USC, outside of having quarterbacks, not we've never had a quarterback drafted. We've never had a quarterback invited to the NFL Combine. Not a single one has ever been invited to the NFL Combine. So, that would be something.
1: Yeah, I mean, it would definitely be cool but that's that's probably what every everyone's thinking right now is just oh my gosh could we get spencer rattler and why that would be amazing but it's honestly unrealistic i'm trying to look uh is he from arizona because i'm looking at lists and a lot of them say arizona uh yeah arizona state in arizona are apparently like it oh he's a phoenix native makes sense yep but he seems like a west coast kid in my opinion but we shall see see what happens that's far off and uh honestly it makes sense as south carolina fans we're thinking about the future because we don't want to think about right now and that's just how it's going to be this year but I, like to, I said uh, on the newscast Monday, I said this was Aggie agonizing loss, and it's been an agonizing season. Yeah, that checks out. That is just about right. I'm really interested um, to see how the bye week goes. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I have really nothing else to say about South Carolina right now. We're going into bye week. We're going to relax. Here's the thing.
2: We've won the games we thought we were going to win, and we lost the games we thought we were going to lose. Uh, now, we did not think we were going to lose them by such a big margin. We felt like – now, the Tennessee game, or the Kentucky game, we lost by six, so that one, okay. We thought we were going to lose to Kentucky, but we thought we were going to keep it close. We thought we were going to lose to Georgia, yeah. Tennessee one, we thought – that was probably going to be a loss, but we keep it close. And there was a chance we pull out the win. So we did not expect a blowout. We thought we'd beat Vandy. We didn't expect it to be that close. And we thought we'd lose the AM, but we thought it may be a little closer. So like we're, we have the record that we thought we would have eight games in the disappointment comes in the performance in those games, not the outcome. It's how we play in those games is really what's, it's really what's frustrating the fans, like, you y'all, you see, everybody's, oh, they're so frustrated. This is awful. What are we watching? And everybody's like, look, it's, it's year one. This is where we thought, and yes, that's true. This is what we thought was going to happen. We thought we'd be probably four and four, chance to be five and three, but four and four. Uh, Beamer would struggle through his first year just with new coaches and new players and all. But we thought we'd at least have a competitive team. At the moment, we do not have a competitive team, and that's that's and they can fight to the end and love each other all they want, like Beamer says. But how about you do that on the field or love each other on the field and stuff like that? So it's it's not the results that we're so upset with; it's the 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 path we're taking to getting the, this, these results.
1: I mean, it's it comes from the standard of sec football and you put us in any other conference you put us in a a a non-power five conference stuff like that yeah maybe we are a competitive looking football team that plays really well we're in the sec and to me i feel like we are this year at least like i don't think overall but i think this year at least like we're a joke and we are in the bottom when people talk about Vandy and Mizzou, we're grouped. We're right there with them. It's South Carolina, Missouri, and Vandy, the three non-competitive SEC teams. And that's just really disappointing. And really, um, that's what's frustrating to me, is that we don't even have, like, the credibility that Tennessee does of history and all that stuff. Like, we just get dismissed to being Vandy and Missouri-level teams, and they're not wrong. Like this year, at least they're not wrong. It's completely accurate. We are right down there. My friends text me all the time. My friends that go to Texas A&M, go to Bama, like text me all the time, teasing about just like the score of the South Carolina game. And it's just like, I don't know what's going on because I mean, but you also do it's year one. I mean, with Beamer, it's going to turn around, but, and you're right. Four and four, not a bad place to be SEC schedule. Um the set well, I think what the second hardest schedule in the nation probably something like that it's probably gone down now that Clemson isn't crazy yeah. so but um it was at the beginning of the season so i mean he had a tough tough year ahead of him and uh four and four not too bad but like you said just not a competitive football team well that's enough about south carolina um as i said there is a bye week we're still going to do picks Um, but obviously no South Carolina picks.
2: I still pick us to lose.
1: Yeah, somehow we'll lose the bye week, but yeah, so we'll get into it here as first game is Missouri at Vanderbilt at 3 p.m. on SEC network.
2: Oh man, it's the barn burner like the USC venue game.
1: I uh, the thing is I am very scared that Missouri is going to just absolutely kill Vanderbilt <laughs> and we just look even worse. I don't think they're going to kill him. I think they'll cover. You think they're covering? Uh well okay first off um Missouri 3 and 4 Vanderbilt 2 and 6 Missouri is favored by 16 points. That seems to be the consensus pick. Once again, we're uh, using ESPN for all our lines and everything. Over-underset at 63.
0: Not a chance they hit that.
1: Why is that so high? I have no idea. That is high.
0: For Vandy Mizzou? If you look at points per game... And add them up. No, that's still 47. I have no idea why the overall I'm taking – I would push the o under heavy on that one.
1: I'm going – I'm going under. And this one's just hopeful. Vandy covers.
0: Oh, you think Vandy covers?
1: I'm not doubting Vandy to cover a spread anymore. <laughs> Even though I said they'd cover this last week and they got killed.
0: Well, I think Mizzou covers, and I think they win thirty-one to seven.
1: Under okay. Well, that's game one. There's only uh, four games this week, so this should. Yeah, the not past two
0: weeks have been the too uh, long SEC dog days of summer weeks.
1: Yeah, it's been. Uh, There was only five last week, four this week, so. But uh, next game, Georgia Bulldogs versus the Florida Gators, 330 on CBS. Georgia favored by 14, and the over-under is 51. I'm taking the over. I just think, I think Florida's going to put up some points. I don't think it's going to be a lot but I think they'll put up like 14 and I think UGA is going to put up like 35 plus. Which isn't quite, is that? Yeah. Which isn't quite to The over. Is that math? I don't know.
0: That'd be not, that'd be 49.
1: Okay. So yeah, it isn't quite there. I was right, but I mean like 35 plus, I think they're going to get, Higher than that, and it'll end up hitting over 51. And, yes, Georgia will cover based on that logic.
0: I say it's – I'll say they'll cover the 14, but it'll be the under, and it'll be 38-10, to Georgia.
1: Wow, barely hitting the under. Barely. Barely hitting that under. All right, next game. Ole Miss-Auburn, two ranked teams in the SEC.
0: Yeah, somebody said it's funny because the other game that we have after this is Kentucky-Mississippi State. Somebody said out of four games, is Georgia-Florida, the Georgia-Florida rivalry game, really like the third interesting game?
1: Yeah, because Florida is not that important anymore. Florida has
0: three <laughs> losses already, and they don't look like they can feel a team that can compete. And so now you have Ole Miss and Auburn and Kentucky and Ms- Mississippi State. They're like, that's crazy. How the Georgia Florida game is the third best game of a week of a this, season.
1: This is a tough pick. Auburn's favored minus two and a half, but it's pretty split. Fifty six percent of the people are picking Auburn. And I'm going Ole Miss.
0: Oh to yeah, cover made a Rebels. Oh yeah, to, hold up, to cover I get the cover. I'm doing,
1: co- I'm doing cover and win.
0: I I got yeah I got win outright.
1: Yeah, they're gonna win. I, I just I don't think I think Auburn. Like I mean that's kind of disrespectful. You're favoring Auburn against number ten ranked Ole Miss with no, Matt Corral.
0: It's it's a home game for Auburn. At Jordan Hare, and so that that's kind of like a it's a pick'em game, and they just gave Auburn. You the give home the team.
1: home team the favor. That they, makes yeah, sense.
0: They gave Auburn the home. I team, don't right? know. Because,
1: I'm, I'm still taking old Miss. I don't care who's home. Uh, I mean, speaking
0: from experience as a Georgia fan, the amount of voodoo that goes on at Jordan Hare, and you're playing them on. October you would
1: know better than anyone.
0: You're playing them on October 30th, the day before Halloween. You're playing. That would be if I had to rank toughest places to play, I would put Halloween or the day before Halloween at Jordan Hare or Halloween weekend at Jordan Hare as the number one place. I don't care what team you give me. You can give me 2019 LSU. You can give me 07 Bama. You can give me 2014 Ohio State. I would be scared to death to play at Jordan Hare on Halloween weekend because I've seen the things that happen at a stadium on September weekends.
1: That is coming from the jilted uh, Georgia fan. Um, so we'll continue, but I mean, you honestly saying all that almost talked to me into flipping to Auburn. I'm still going to go old. Miss. Are you going Auburn based on that?
0: No, because I just think I think Ole Miss's offense is just too too good. I think Matt Corral and Lane Kiffin, year two, um, they're just clicking on all cylinders. Bo Nix is still Bo Nix. I get it; he's had a couple of good games, but he's still Bo Nix. Um, I'll say I think this will be the outside of Michigan, Michigan State. This will probably be the best game of the weekend in college football. Yeah, it's a night game at Jordan Hare Halloween weekend between these two teams. I think outside of the and I just say Michigan, Michigan State because that's six and eight, um, number six and number eight. So, but I think this will be the best, if not top three, five games in college, I think top three games in college football this weekend.
1: No, I, I am taking I
0: mean, over though. I think over? they crushed 6.
1: Yeah, I was just about to say the over is sixty-six. By the way, this game. 7 p.m. on ESPN. Um, I am also gonna take the over. Just think it's gonna be a high scoring game. Ole Miss usually usually does. Give me um, so 66. 66 is actually a low uh over under for uh, Ole miss. 45 35
0: old miss.
1: Okay. I am excited for that Michigan Michigan State game though. That's gonna be hype.
0: That's outside the SEC. That will be a good one because that's that's a big determining factor in the Big Ten. Like, I mean, do you
1: see like the schedules they're playing? Each of like those teams, Penn State, Ohio say, State, Michigan, and Michigan State are literally all playing each other. Yeah, for the these rest next of the four
0: weeks will determine who comes out of the Big Ten because all four are undefeated. Well, no, they're not. Ohio State has the one loss. Michigan's undefeated. Michigan State's undefeated. Penn State has one
1: loss. Or two, is it two now? No,
0: they – well, I think it's just they one. They beat Auburn. They beat Auburn.
1: And then they lost – who was that other big game they played recently? Well, they just lost to Illinois.
0: Oh, yeah, they just got
1: upset by Illinois. Penn said
0: that's two losses. Okay. Two uh, losses.
1: okay uh, losses. so others are there they're done. Penn
0: has two. They might be done in the playoff race, but they have a chance to wreck others' playoff races. That's what I was saying last week, watching the Penn State, Illinois game. I said the Big Ten is rooting for Penn State to win because then they can still afford a loss. Technically, okay, Ohio State, maybe not because they have one loss already. But a team like Michigan or Michigan State, if they came into the Penn State game undefeated, they could afford a loss to a Penn State team because they have one, because Penn State would only have one loss. Now they have two. So now they're just on a season wrecking rampage. Um yeah, so those four who play the next four weeks will determine who comes out of the Big Ten.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting race, especially with them all just playing each other over the next couple of weeks. I tell um,
0: you, I think Ohio State comes out. They're looking so much better since C.J. Stroud came back in their defense has stepped up and everything. Ohio
1: State's been better than their ranking this whole entire season. Like, they've we, been ranked.
0: Hear, no, when they lost to Oregon – and they were playing very close games against, like, Northwestern and them, they looked like, okay, they might have slipped a little bit after Justin Fields. After C.J. Stroud came back from his little, like, leg injury, their defense has stiffened up, and he's been playing exceptional. They do look like a top-four team now.
1: I just – yeah, I, just, I mean, I just don't see – as much as I support Michigan beating Ohio State – I don't see that happening or Michigan state beating Ohio state or Penn state beating Ohio state. Like, unless like, obviously there are those upsets and all those things. I just do. I agree. I think Ohio state's going to be the one to come out. But lastly, one more game in the sec number 12, Kentucky at Mississippi state 7. PM on sec network, Mississippi state coming off the win against Vandy. Kentucky, uh, Comes off the buy, right?
0: Yeah. Um, um.
1: They're favored by one. Kentucky is are. minus one.
0: And it's in. It's in Starkville. So it's basically. Um,
1: it's basically just a money line pick.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I get. I'm picking Kentucky wins and covers the one point. Um. Over under forty seven. Here's the thing. You have such. Two drastically different offenses. One that just wants to run the ball as much as they can, and the other one that doesn't have a single run in their playbook.
1: What's it like being a running back at Mississippi State?
0: <laughs> it's gotta be you all you do is you're a receiver. You catch you block, you block, you block or
1: you receive. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, well,
0: I say they did have one rushing touchdown last week. Um, but wow. Yeah, I know. Good uh, for them. But, yeah, the I mean, Will Rogers, the Mississippi State quarterback, averages, averages – or last game, this past game, he had 54 pass attempts in the first half. He threw 54 times in the first half. Stetson Bennett had problem, didn't throw 54 times in his first three games for Georgia. And Will Rogers threw 54 in his first half. That is crazy ridiculous um so i i mean i'm taking the over because i think they can air it out and then kentucky kentucky's run game is strong so i think they'll get two or three rushing touchdowns i think mississippi state will have two two or three passing touchdowns um so i go 28 21 20, 21
1: yeah, I have the same thing. I have Kentucky line in the over just based on how these two teams have played. I mean, Kentucky only put up 16 on us, so, like, that's something. But, I mean, Mississippi State has had generally high-scoring games for a majority of the season, whether it's them scoring or someone else. But, um, yeah, so I'm going to take the over, too. So that's the last SEC game we have. Um, just to recap the picks, first off, Braden's at nine and three so far, just on pick them. I'm nine and two because I did one last game the first week. So this week, Vandy versus Missouri. Braden has Missouri, I have Vandy both to cover. Um, and then we both took the under Georgia, Florida both took Georgia. What
0: I'm, I'm changing my Georgia, I'm okay. picking, I'm taking the over. And I changed my score to 48-13. I think Georgia – I think Ben. I think Daniel starts. I think Daniel's – he's fully healthy. I think he starts. And I think they just come out with such a sense of look what we're doing compared to look what you're doing. Um, and we're going to show you all those, those past couple of years that you said, oh, the gap is closing, the gap is closing. We're going to show you how the gap has widened up that much more. What if I saw a stat today? It was like since since Florida beat Georgia last year, Georgia's eleven and zero. Florida's like eight and four, eight and or like six and five, something like that. Uh, Georgia's five and zero against the top five uh, AP top five teams. Florida's zero and three. So I I think Georgia comes out and says, uh, "We're going to put it on you."
1: Yeah, I mean that's what I took. So Georgia covering for both of us the over Braden 4813 prediction. Um Ole Miss versus Auburn. We both took Ole Miss money line and the over Braden guessed 45 to 35, and then Kentucky versus Mississippi State. Both took Kentucky to win. Both took the over. And then what was your score prediction of that one? 28 21. 28 to 21. So that's our picks for this week. And that's the episode we have for you. So uh, this week as well, but bye week coming up. So nothing to look forward to for South Carolina fans for a little bit, except for watching some SEC football and also some good college football in general with Michigan, Michigan state. That's where college game day will be. Um, And then Ole Miss-Auburn, as you said, could be one of the more exciting games of the week.
0: What's up? I said, I think that will be one of the best games maybe this – I don't know if I'll say this year, but, yeah, one of the best games in the SEC this year.
1: Definitely. And Penn State plays plays Ohio State. Oh, I didn't even know that. That's a big game too. That's overshadowed by the fact that eight and six are going off. Yeah. Because what's Penn State now, like 17? 20. 20. yeah they fell um so yeah lots of good football this week um but yeah that's all we have for this episode of believe in South Carolina this will be the only episode we have this week we'll be back on Tuesday um actually no we won't we'll be back on Wednesday because we don't have anything to recap so uh we'll be back on Wednesday we'll do a preview for the Florida game and uh, we'll do more SEC picks and everything so uh, until next time Gamecock fans forever so they go
0: thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform